Hello, 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 and welcome back to Shorty's Mental Health Chat. Today, we've got the energy back, obviously, a um, bit of a summary. The last few weeks, I feel like my energy's been quite low, or actually not low in general, but I've put a lot of energy into other things, apart from the podcast, things like trying to move um, place, uh, trying to do like a, my thesis slash dissertation uh, for university, trying to have like, my last like assessments, um, focus on myself, like exercise, eating, all this type of stuff. So um, yeah, a lot of energy have come into a lot of different things, like personally, but I'm hoping today, um, a bit more energy. Um, today we're going to be talking about panic disorder um, slash panic attacks. Uh, if you don't know how them before, then we'll be going into that today and give you a few skills, um, things to do, um, things that I did, my experience of panic attacks, I did have um, a bit of four years, not four years, sorry, four month uh, period of panic attacks, like constantly, so I can speak from experience on this subject, um, just want to say, like, as I said, like, right at the beginning, like, the last two episodes haven't been exactly what I wanted it to be, but I'm hoping today we can get back to the level that I want to set for myself. And I'm trying to test different things out, you know, different subjects, different topics, what people like, what people don't like. Um, I've got a bit of feedback from people, so that's good. And um, yeah, let's get into today's episode then. So, panic attacks. Um, what is, well, obviously panic attacks, but what is panic disorder? Well, panic disorder is where panic attacks um, disrupt daily life from work to school to exercise to meeting friends, hobbies, all these type, all these like normal activities you could say are being disrupted because of the panic attack or the fear of having a panic attack uh, in that situation, which uh, happened to me for a very long time. But um, there's a bit of a difference and a similarity problem between panic attacks and anxiety attacks. Um, the clear difference for me anyway is panic attacks I have less control and there's a feeling of dying um, I think a lot of people with panic disorder can relate to that because panic disorder almost brings like this feeling where I'm going to have a heart attack, I'm going to have a stroke or I've got a tumour in my brain, um, I'm going to pass out any second um, your heart goes really fast and that's the uh, adrenaline pumping uh, all the other to- like um, hormones are pumping, like cortisol, um, all these other things are going on, and it's like panic stations. What is going on? And your brain's trying to search for the problem, but there's no problem there. And that's basically what a panic attack is. Um, they say it can last for like ten to twenty minutes, but like, I've had them for like hours. Like so, I'm not really sure what the science behind it is. Maybe it's because like separate encounters, like almost separate panic attacks, that makes sense, like, one's 20 minutes, another one's 20 minutes, like, do you know what I mean, that makes it like, another 20 minutes is like an hour, but for me, they last, they seem to last forever, um, when you are in the first, like, few stages of panic disorder, they will last for, like, a very long time, almost because you don't have that understanding, uh, so the first thing I would say, like, if you have experienced a panic attack before, learn about it, like, learn what's going on in your body, and makes comments, like, helps you to calm down in the situation when you have panic because most of the time you have no control over it like it's just like you're sat at home or you're sat on the bus or in the supermarket 
and this almost this feeling of panic comes across you. Uh, your start your like stomach goes. You're a bit like I said, the heart goes fast. Your muscles are really tight. You need to escape basically, and it's like when there's no threat actually there, it's like you almost want to feel like you want to escape your own body, which obviously you can't do. I wish you could, it would make it a lot easier, but you can't actually do that. So, um, yeah. And it also makes sense, this connection to anxiety, because actually, panic disorder actually is a form of anxiety, almost like PTSD. Um, yeah, like, they're kind of wishy-washy. But the thing is, like, I just want to say, like, you can't have panic disorder without having some form of anxiety anyway, because you almost become anxious about being anxious, which obviously is a cycle which go you go into this like deep hole. Uh, you keep digging and digging and digging. It's like quite hard to get out of, but I promise you, you can get out of it. And we're going to go for that later on. Um, yeah, that's like what panic school actually is. I'm just talking about my experience for a quick second here. Uh, my first one. Um, basically what happened was summing up, like, summing up quite quickly I took uh, too much caffeine um, that's quite like a caffeine anxieties don't mix them at all <laughs> not very good link there but uh, I didn't realise that so I've taken um, a can of Red Bull and like um, flu tablets and that day one of the first days of my life to be honest uh, ambulances were called uh, hospital was happened. A lot of things happened. Because I, as I mentioned, you think you're having a heart attack. Um, never had a panic attack before in my life, so I didn't really know what was going on. Um, all I remember was like my heart going, feeling dizzy, going to pass out. Um, always going with feelings like searching things up, which is obviously a big thing for people with panic disorder. Um, googling, obviously, if you do suffer from, it, you understand this. But googling symptoms, googling how to get better, use a lot of googling. It's like one of the first things my therapist did say to me was like, drop the Googling because it's like pretty bad for you. Because when you search up heart pain, uh, chest pain, shoulder pain, headaches, it comes up all sorts of heart attacks, diseases. Um, numbness comes up like all these like neurological diseases like MS as uh, a big one, which um, a lot of people with panic disorder discuss. Like, oh, I think for MS, and they go to their doctor and it's like, they have no MS at all. Um, Obviously, if you have any or any symptoms I've just mentioned, like go to the doctor and like get it checked out. Because obviously, you do have MS, MS, um, you need to get it checked out. Obviously, if you have a heart problem, you need to get it checked out. But if you do think um, it is a bit anxiety related, and then you discuss it with the doctor, then they can put you into therapy, um, all these type of different things, like to help you get better and learn about what's wrong, what's going on, what's wrong, but like what's going on basically in your brain and in your body. Um, yeah, so that was the first one. Um, and after this, I had about a week after that where I was like, felt really tired. And and then the fatigue set, um, started having muscle cramps, muscle pains in my chest, in my arm, in my legs, in my head, like headaches. Uh, obviously, tension headaches is a big one. Um, have I had one today, actually, funny enough. <laughs> but um, no, a lot of uh, muscle pains, all this. And this basically your body is on like fight or flight mode kind of thing, but not like, it's not like actually in it, it's like on standby basically. It's like, it's ready to go. It just thinks there's a threat somewhere. Because imagine like back in the day, in like caveman days, say you were chased by a bear into a cave and you're in the cave and you're hiding from the bear. Obviously you need to be 
aware, like, if the bear comes back, basically. So your body's in, like, standby mode where you can't really sleep properly. Um, that's why my first episode was insomnia, because I had insomnia because of this problem. Um, and this almost fatigue set in, and then the panic attacks, f- full swing panic attack, like, I would say eight to ten a day. Um, there was a bit of a period, like a few weeks after that, like after the first week, I about the first week was like resting, and then a week of panic attacks, and then after that, like they stopped. And I was like, oh, I'm better now. Like I thought it was to do with like the whole caffeine thing, so like, oh, it's over. Um, moved back into my place, and then like the insomnia hit, um, the panic just like honestly. The disorientation constantly, blurry vision, all this stuff. And a lot of people, like, they move back in their parents, uh, moving back in with friends, moving someone they trust, basically. And that's because I'm like, that's why I did. I moved back in my mum till now. Um, that's been about just for a time scale of people who are struggling. Like, it's about eight months, nine months, I'd say, eight months. And um, so that's a bit of a time scale. Obviously, everyone's different. Um and yeah and then panic this goes worse like for a month two three months like worse uh, more and more panic attack more and more tired my body was just ripped uh, my stomach was ripped like because obviously when all these kind of hormones are pumping your digestion system like turns itself off basically and that like brings all sorts of problems with acid reflux um, can actually lead to IBS which is irritable bowel syndrome. I haven't I think I've got that, um, but it can lead to that because obviously if you're eating, you're constantly cutting off your digestive system because of the panic. Um, nothing's going free, basically. Combine that with, like, basically you have no energy, basically. And all your energy goes into these panic attacks, um, which is where it's almost like back-to-back happens, where you have, like, hours and hours of the same panic because you think you're dying. Um, a big thing is, like, yeah, being on your own is a big trigger. Um, for me anyway, other people like obviously when you think you're dying, you don't want to be on your own because you obviously that feeling of like oh my god, no one's gonna find me. Uh, all these type of thoughts, hundred percent normal. Like if you do have them thoughts, it's hundred percent normal. Trust me. Um, and yeah, it's just like it's almost a feeling like you have like uh, you feel really hot, like warm, uh, which I've really struggled with in like since it's like, obviously summer. It's like June now, uh, so summer's starting. It's getting a bit warmer. Like when I'm out, like I remember being, I was in, like, getting my hair cut and it was like, a really hot day and it was like, I just need to get out um, because it was like, you want to always call me, you want to cool yourself down, but you can't because it's hot, like because the weather's hot. So it's like a combination of the two is not good at all. So obviously triggers, being on your own, heat and pain. It's pain's a big one as well because you might feel like... Um, you basically become very like hypersensitive, and that's the right word. Um, your nerve endings and stuff are really like sensitive because you're on edge all the time. So like a little twinge in your knee, in your head, in your neck, in your chest, whatever, you're straight away you'll go from one to hundred, like, oh my god, I've got a tumor in my knee, even though you might have some itch on your knee, like because you've been bitten by something like an ant or something. Um, your brain goes, Oh, I've got a tumor, like I need to get out, I need to escape, I need to get better, I need to go to the doctor, hospital get it checked out. This does lead to like multiple trips to A&E. This is also normal, like A&E, doctor's appointments, uh, blood tests, stool tests, uh, all of it. Yeah, oh, I literally have had every test under the sun. Um, looking back at it now, like I'm quite happy I did that because like 
when I panic now, I'm like, I've had, I've been, I always go back to like the thought of like, when I was in the doctor's office and they told me I was fine, I'm like, oh, okay, the doctor said I was fine, I'm all good. And it almost like comforts you, com- like confirms it to you, like, oh, it is anxiety, it is panic, and I haven't got anything else wrong with me. So during this time, it's like eight months, nine months, uh, Fer had CBT, um, started to do things more. They went from like a walk down the road. It was also when you have panic disorder, it's quite difficult to actually do things on your own. So started off like just a walk down the road and then went a bit further, a bit further. Then I'd go for like 20 minute walk, then a 40 minute walk. Um, and then I started going for like, um, like cars would be a big thing for me, like vehicles, because it was like, didn't feel safe in them. Um, then I went for like a four hour drive because I had to drive to London. Um, for me, it's like two hours away. So it's a two hour there, two hour back. But in that time, like looking back now, I'm like so proud of myself in the middle of a in panic disorder, like, I managed to do that, and that, how, I didn't actually have a panic day, like, attack that day, which is pretty cool, and it was a really hot day as well, so I'm really, like, proud of myself for that, but, um, yeah, like, basically each day, just, like, take, like, each day step by step, and, like, take, like, you might have a good day, you might have a bad day, but it's a step towards getting better, because it just takes time, basically, because even though, like, now I'm not anxious, like, I'm not, I don't have any panic, really, um, sometimes on my own, I do feel a bit like, oh, that hurt or this hurt. And normally, it's like a new symptom for me to trigger because, like, if it's a new symptom, I'm like, I don't even know what it is yet. I'm like, oh, is that anxiety? Was that this? And then I start, you like, your thoughts start going and all this type of stuff. So it's not good. But um, no, like, my body, but my body is still hypersensitive to a lot of things. So, and they say it's about two months. I don't know how long I'm in that process for, but hopefully it ends soon because it is a struggle. I, I can relate to you if you are struggling with it. Even if you're like in the first week or you, like you say you had your first panic attack or you had it for five, I know people have it five, ten years, which is like, wow, for me, that'd be crazy. Like, I can't reimagine that. Like, but if, if you have it five years, like, I, I honestly relate to you. It's horrible. Like, it's a, fit, a horrible feeling to have. Um, and yeah, it's like that loss of control, and um, obviously symptoms like there's also like these are named a lot of like physical symptoms, but there's a lot of mental symptoms as well, like derealization, um, depersonalization, uh, blurred vision, all this type of stuff. It's like you don't really feel you're on the earth anymore. You're like, oh, did I die? Uh, Thoughts like that are hundred normal once again. Like obviously, if you speak to your ther- therapist about that, they can help you. Um, process some thoughts and like get over it and feel be a better you basically. Um, there's one thing like before I go into like, recovery and stuff you can do. Um, just want to say like use this time to like better yourself. The only way you get out of this circ- cycle, like circle, whatever you want to call it, of panic, is to better yourself, better your attitude. Um, well, something. Just better, yeah, better yourself, better your attitude. Better, like, like do, like, I don't want to, like, give away the recovery steps yet, but, like, do things that make you, like, a better person. Everyone knows what they do, which makes them a bad person, but, like, do they do anything about being a good person? So be active and try and change your life, do you know what I mean? I think I've definitely done that, like, the last eight months. From where I was and what I was doing to now is crazy. Like, I would never have done this podcast I would never have gone to the gym every day, walking every day, meditation, yoga, um, buying plants in my room. Uh, every day I try and make someone happy, like well, at least one person happier. Um, 
all this stuff, I would never have done that in my life. But because of this disorder I developed from the caffeine that day, like it's just changed my life really. So um, yeah, good. But onto steps you or think well steps, but things you can do to recover, not quicker, but just, I just just yeah, you know, I'm you know what I'm trying to say anyway. So um, number one, stretching, big thing. Because of the mind muscle tightness, you have to stretch out your muscles, or the energy will like almost like lock into the muscles and become really tight and really painful. So if you stretch each day, like each morning or each night or both, or three times a day, five times a day, depends how tight your muscles are and how long it's been going on for. But like straight away, if I've been stretching, I reckon I'll be in a better place right now. But you learn, you live and you learn. Do you know what I mean? So stretching, like it could be yoga or just normal like exercise stretches like over the arm shoulder chest back legs whatever um so stretching uh next next thing have um have things to look forward to this is a big one for me personally like i have something big in the evening i have something bigger like at the end of the week so friday saturday sunday kind of things so like basically what that does is like when you're in that panic you like you just just think about just try and think about oh Tonight I'm gonna meet a friend, or tonight I'm gonna watch that f- my favorite TV show, or that movie, or YouTube channel, or video, wherever it is, or that, go to the gym. Like for me, the gym is big on me. Like today, like I had a bit of panic and a bit of numbers. I had a bit of numbness in my face, which is obviously another symptom. It's perfectly normal, but I had a bit of panic. Like, oh, that's weird. But I was like, I'm going to gym tonight. That's gonna be great. I'm gonna be happy when I do that because like, gym makes me happy. So. But having that like event to look forward to is really good. Um, it usually links into like a daily plan. Um, what I do is like I have time slots for everything I do in the day. And I plan out my day like the night before, which also helps me like process like what I have planned for tomorrow kind of thing. So like, after I'm recording this about 10 p.m. So after this, I'll get into bed and I'll just sit there and I'll just I'll just, I'm gonna do a bit of uni work. Um, I'll ring this person or I'll message that person and do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, we'll go gym, wherever, wherever it is. Just plan out, like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, um, 6.52, I have to do this, wherever. But just, like, have a rough, like, little plan and have things to look forward to, do you know? Um, next one, tackle your anxiety. Obviously, I said right at the beginning, it is anxiety-related and it's that type of anxiety. So do things that you do for normal anxiety learn your triggers like as i said to me uh being in the car was a trigger so i worked on that and now i've just been to the gym now like 30 minutes in there 30 minutes back no problem at all like before with me like the seatbelt would really feel really like tight on my chest and i couldn't handle it today no problem didn't even feel the seatbelt do you know what i mean and that's like almost a sign of like the hypersensitivity going down if that makes sense um and also a lot of pain. Pain's a big trigger for me. So I know if I've got pain, I'll like, instead of asking people or Googling or whatever, I'll just be like, oh, it's just like a niggle. It doesn't really matter. Blah, 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 <laughs> basically. Um, also, root cause is like, tackle your root cause. When you, you're you going to be awake for a long time, and I think for me at night time when I was awake, I developed a skill to delve deeper into my brain, which sounds a bit crazy, but delve deep into my brain and um i found there was a lot of stress there you know so i almost processed this stress 
um, through exercise in the daytime and then at nighttime I look back around like, ah, oh, that's process, that's good. I don't feel any anxiety about that situation anymore. And um, yeah, last little thing, little tip for recovery as well is signs like, like a road sign that like says stop, like you're going to stop, isn't it? So if you have in, on your wall, could be like a post-it note, could be blue tacked up, could be taped up, could be like, if you want to draw on your wall, like if you don't own your, like don't own your place, don't do that. But like, just write down like, for me, uh, example, it says panic symptoms are not dangerous, just uncomfortable. And every day I read that and when I wake up and when I go to sleep and then throughout the day, if I have a panic attack, I'll keep reading that. Because then I, you like almost relaying it into your brain that you're safe and you're fine and it's all good. And then like when the panic systems come up, your brain unconsciously goes, oh no, I've read that a hundred million times. I'm fine. Um, and also other ones is like ABC. For, if you have like any tips from your therapist, write that down, uh, put it on your wall. Like anything like positive affirmations, like, oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing really hard. I'm working really hard. I've done this. I've done that. And like, oh yeah, I love my friends, love my family. All this other stuff is like all over my wall. So every day I wake up and I, I look at it. I'm like, okay, today's gonna be a good day. Um, and yeah, that almost that almost like links into the last one, which is a mood calendar, which I've just started. I did start this when I was like 17 when I de- uh, was depressed. Um, and basically, what you do is you will each day before you sleep, you'll give yourself a rating out of 10. Um, write one good thing and write one bad thing about that day. And then at the end of each month, you can look back and like work out a score, like an average score weekly or monthly and almost uh, just track your progress, basically. I wish I'd done this like, I've only done it for like two days. This uh, Obviously, when I was younger, but this time around, I've only done it for like two days now. It's really helped me already because you almost like, I haven't been talking, I just realized I've been talking really quickly, but I hope I haven't been talking too quickly throughout the episode. But there's a lot of information here I want to get across. I'm very obviously passionate about it as well. But um, no, like you almost want like you want to strive for that good. Like you want to get an eight out of ten. So you're almost like making yourself be good, which can be very draining. But I promise you, like if you put the effort in, you put the work in, you can get better. Like today, like last week, I met a friend and we played golf together. It was only two hours, and we got it. But we drove, I drove in his car, felt fine. You know, like great. Like the progress comes when you put the effort in basically um and yeah like these are all like things you do before the panic but like art when you're actually in the panic attack one of the things i can actually recommend is like have something to watch you know as i said like these things can last for hours so like could be a movie could be a youtube video could be um a netflix series you want to watch just have saying it's like an hour to two hours three hours long um to watch so when you are in the panic attack you're kind of like a bit of a distraction and your symptoms will lower, and you're like, oh, I feel fine now. Drink, and like, drink a lot of water as well. Water's like really good because it always like water like cools you down, which is good um, to relieve like panic symptoms. And yeah, like, just remember to conclude this like episode. One, one little thing, like a statement you want to call it, whatever, like whatever you want to call it. But like, they like panic attacks can't hurt you. They're actually trying to protect you. Like, imagine there was a tiger in your room about to eat you. You'd want your body to click on. They say like, right, like almost like compare it to a fire alarm because you might burn toast a million times. There's no actual fire. But if your kitchen was on fire and you were sleeping, you would want your fire alarm to obviously go off. And that's why you can kind of like relate them two things together. And um, 
yeah, I've really enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys have as well. I hope you've learned, I've learned something. If you do, obviously, suffer panic disorder, I can relate to you. Try you some of these tips. Try speak to a doctor. Get them symptoms like checked. And after that, just promise. I promise you now, like believe the doctor. What the doctor says is I'm saying truthful. They are not there to hurt you, and um, they they're trying to help you. And like, yeah, like time, practice, meditation everything just do everything you find that works for you over and over again it might take a month though there's people i know like who had this for a month and it just disappeared it's fine it will disappear it hasn't quite disappeared for me yet but i will have an update video on this podcast in the near future hopefully um and i'll be like oh i'm panic free do you know what i mean hopefully that'll be a very good day in my life um but yeah like Try not to think about it too much. I think if you kind of sit there all day thinking you're going to have a panic attack, you probably will have a panic attack. So um, I was doing something quite easy, like, oh, don't don't think about it. But like, just try not to. And um, yeah, hope you guys have a good day. And peace. <laughs>